Hello, strangers, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 18 of the Loot and Dagger Podcast, where we play Dungeons & Dragons, record it, and you listen in. If you love us, well, say it, because we miss you. It'll be like us catching up, maybe over a few cheap drinks at a dive bar. You have one week left to comment on our iTunes page in order to get your name, character, or podcast mentioned in a song I'm writing for the outro. So, get on it. Now, let's tell some stories. Demons let loose in the underdark. Victor's going nuts, it's just a start. All he wants are biscuits and sunshine. Now damn, these plant girls looking fine. Matilda seeks power beyond imagination. That is love, thinks he's on vacation. Tyrius, the weapon of a god. Slicing evil without a second thought. Damn, loot and dack are getting deep. All dark, no light, makes a DM sleep happily. It has been a long road for our heroes. Escaping imprisonment by the drow, pissing off a pair of demon lords, alien K-babies, and gnomish grandmothers. Finally arriving at Blingenstone, our adventurers have made themselves at home and wasted no time preparing a feast that may always be remembered. We find them now, in a moment of relaxation before figuring out a way to the surface world. Oh, well, this has been far and away the best evening I have had since escaping that prison cell. Indeed. Oh. Sarah looks at you and it's like, we have come a long way, that is for sure. I never would have believed that we would have been here, sitting here right now, doing this in this exact moment. But thank you, everyone, for this moment. It's good to see you happy. Oh, When we met, you were very much grumpy pants. Almost forgot a little thimble for Royce, so he can... <laughs> oh, <laughs> and Royce is there, too. When you got to the cheers, he went, squeak! squeak. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, and I will... Uh, I will bow to the head chef. He's like, thank you uh, for allowing us to barge into your place of business and take it over. I, I know that I could not have been terribly comfortable, but you have provided us with a tremendous bastion of solace in a difficult time, and is much appreciated. He, uh, he walks over to you, and every gnome you've seen so far has just looked at you guys with wide-eye suspicion, right? But this chef particularly um, is... Uh, as you're saying that, he's looking at his notes, and uh, he's almost like a scientist. He's poring over, and he's looking at you, and he's looking down, and you see a smile creep up on his face. And he uh, takes his hand out like he wants to, wants you to shake it. I will do so. Yeah. And he, uh, he says, what is your name? My name is Lord Victor Sinclair. Well, Lord Victor Sinclair, you have just changed a face... A blinking stone cuisine. <laughs> well, I am pleased to have made some sort of uh, mark in the society. Your mark will be will be here for a while. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, likewise. And he uh, goes back to looking over his notes, and he uh, starts whispering with all of his other chef, uh, his little his little chef team, and they are just oh ah hmm, he did that ah. Oh. <laughs> Weird. And every, it's like a little huddle, like a gnome huddle. <laughs> and uh, one guy looks over and looks at you guys and just comes back down, and they're just kind of smiling and looking over these notes, and they go back into the kitchen area. Now we'll sit back down with the rest of the party. I am so sorry. I've been <laughs> in a dreadful frame of mind for many months now. This is uh, These endeavors that we have been through are so vastly... Uh, oh, the antithesis of my previous experiences they took me to uh, a dark place but uh, this moment of rest uh, I feel uh, like I used to I'm glad you guys are here well I've been saving this for a special occasion I assume this is a special occasion he Valislav reaches for his bag and pulls out last bottle of wine and sets it in the middle of the table well, I can't say no to that <laughs> he uncorks it and sparks Oh. <laughs> And one butterfly. <laughs> it's a sparkling white. Yes. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he'll pour everybody a glass. All right. <clears throat> Another toast? Yeah, Vladislav, why don't you do the honors with this one? Okay. 
okay. Well, Vladislav stands up, he raises his glass. Uh, this is very interesting for me because I was not expecting this adventure and to meet such reputable people such as yourselves and have such good food from this misport. And I just want to thank each, each and every one of you for being my friend, being Vladislav's friend. And here's to us all staying alive. Oh, <laughs> yes. yes. Ah, excellent. This yeah. is an excellent one, Vladislav. Ah, yeah. Thank you. Fantastic taste. I bring it from the Astral Sea. So. Oh. Oh. Interesting. I what? don't know what fruit it is, but it is good. <laughs> so, Dale, what is your homeland like? Oh, Evermeet. Uh, it's very beautiful. It's, uh, it's about, I guess, two or three weeks from where you are in Mistport. Really? That close? To the west. Okay. Fine. Um. I don't know. I want to get to the surface, but uh, it's complicated. <laughs> sure, always is. Well, what, but what's your home like? Is it mm. plains, forests? Lots of trees. We live in some of them. There's a city where the buildings are almost made from the earth, but not under- underground. We use the nature to create the buildings. Sort of seamless. That sounds lovely. It's it is nice. There's lots of sunshine, lots of flowers, and the town is decorated with silk banners and. Mm, it sounds lovely. Lots of festivals. Ooh, I love a good festival. <laughs> I imagine where you're from, there's a festival every month. We have festivals about festivals. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the there's annual a festi- festival festival where <laughs> we celebrate all the festivals that we have throughout the year. And then the festival remembrance right. festival. About uh, Matilda, I know you're a lady of uh, mysterious and secrets, but uh, what uh, what can you tell us of your home? Um, I like it. <laughs> I see. Uh, sounds magnificent. Yeah, yeah. No, we um, uh, we've got lots of uh, lots of classrooms, lots of schools, lots of, lots of books. It's important. All Education is important. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, training grounds and dormitories and you know we get to travel a fair amount um, go on you know field trips and stuff so you know like I've, I've visited Missport so I'm familiar with all your food wonderful um, which I must say even among other uh, Missport cuisine that I've had in the past yours is exceptional you yeah, I was so kind um, you know yeah no it's just uh, it's just home you know so is it an academy that in the middle of nowhere? Is there a kind city of. around it? Oh, all right. You know, I mean, there's a city, but it's like it's almost like the whole city is part of the academy, kind of. <laughs> I see. Yeah. So a college town. Basically, yeah, yeah. You know, which like it has its perks. There's always something going on. There's always something to do. <laughs> and. Um, I imagine you have very avant-garde music. Oh yeah. You know, music is great. I do miss the music. Just uh, one fellow chanting for 30 minutes and a drum in the background. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, but then, you know, there's also uh, random, like, jam sessions that just, you know, kind of pour out of somebody's room or whatever. <laughs> and grab some instruments and go start playing and stuff. So. <laughs> and another band that's just uh, six violins just playing. Oh, God, have you heard them? <laughs> <laughs> I-, I have not, but it sounds oh, magnificent. Man, amazing. <laughs> Cannon, Six Violins, is one of the major uh, touring bards now. Six Violins. Yeah. You should hear the B-side. <laughs> you know, uh, they're just, that's just an amazing, amazing group of musicians. Marvelous. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's it, you know, it's very like, we have some sports teams. What sort of sports? Um, I, I didn't really play sports. Some right. where they push a ball around, I'm sure. Yeah, they they push, a, to be they very push ball a centric. Ball around on a field. There's a lot of kicking there. Sure, know. just balls and kicking. That's all all they do. They're sportsmen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't really my thing. I kind of hung out with a different group. Yeah. Not really the sports ball. I see. Type. Um, but you know, it was a lot of people were were into it like a lot. You know different teams and colored scarves and 
stuff. Oh, what were your school colours? Team spirit. Um, red and black. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. Very strong colours. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of red. Excellent. Vladislav, what do you get up to in the Astral Sea? Well, it, it, it's strange. I don't remember much of my childhood. I've been traveling for as long as I can remember, popping in from one place to another, as you've seen like some. Like literal popping in and out of existence into different uh, places. More times than not, I don't I wondered quite... where you actually went, so, you know, well, when we were fighting that thing and you just kept... Uh, I went on small vacation and then came back. But um, like to a tropical island or something. Well, no, no, more like um, different plane of existence. And then I come oh, back because yeah. I miss you guys. But for the most part, I just don't remember much of where my homeland is. I don't really recall. I just remember different places that I go, meet people, go on adventures. You know, it's, it's very, it's a very, very fun life. I see much, many new things, um, many new experiences. And it's the the life of Vladislav. love. All right, Vladislav, third most interesting adventure you've ever been on. Go. So I pop in to mm-hmm. Waterworld. I'm listening. And there was uh, mermaids. Interesting. And they come to Vladislav and they say, Oh, Vladislav, you're a handsome man. And I go, Yes, I am Vladislav the handsome man, of course. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, please, would you stay? And then poof, I poof out. That was the third, like. The no, no terrible row against a sea monster. No, 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 no sea monster. Mermaids are no, very sweet. Well, I mean, to be fair, they'll sweetly drown you if they're given a chance. But they never had chance. I mean, it was their, their, their prowess, their magical charm against this. <laughs> and he just <laughs> kind of points at the Your natural charm. Yes. <laughs> sure. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> Start swinging his tail around. Hey, Terry. Hmm. What's the first thing you want to do when you get back to Miss Park? I'm uh, gonna go see Mr. Frenton Devereaux. Who is that then? I'm my best friend. He was a traveling companion for many years, <clears throat> and uh, we grew up together. We uh, we went into battle together and, uh, before everything went sideways, and I ended up getting kidnapped. He was a he was a good man with fantastic hair. Then uh, want to go see my uh, gentleman apprentice. He's a fine, outstanding protege. His name is Twix. He's the prince of all goblins. He's a magnificent young man. Prince of goblins, you seem to travel in the highest circles. Well, I, I am from a noble lineage. It is a privilege of mine. But uh, no, I, I f- just found him along the roadside. It was a uh, pure happenstance. He was, um, well, he was trying to ambush me, and it didn't go terribly well. It didn't uh, really turn out how anyone expected. Um, but, uh, Twix and I became fast friends, and, uh, unfortunately, Mr. Tough and stuff, uh, he had a harder time of things, but ended up coming around in the end. But, uh, nah, it's neither here nor there, but, uh, Twix is a, Twix is a fine young fellow. I look forward to seeing him, and, uh, seeing my brother. I do miss him and his family, and, uh... Family's important. Indeed. I wonder if your gnome friend had switched places with me in Astral Sea. It's the only thing that makes any amount of sense, as far as anything makes sense around here. If I ever get back there, I'll try to look out for him. I appreciate it. He was, um, a complicated fella. I wouldn't so much say he was a good man, but he was definitely a man who did some good. He deserves, uh, not to be consumed by hideous astral aberrations. Well, in, in his, in, to put your mind at ease, if you know how to talk to people in Astral Sea, you'll... You'll be okay. Oh, then he's doomed. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Yeah. He wasn't so good with the talking. Well, as long as he can hide. Yes, that, well, yeah, mostly. I mean, he he had his moments. Then he should be fine. As long as he knows when to hide. That's important. Well, I think I'm going to turn in. I have what you have, uh, someone has mentioned as a food baby. Mmm. Back home, we call it the artist. (laughs) So I will retire. I bid you all good night. Rest well, let us love. Good and night. Let us love the sleepy. And he turns around because he knows Terry's looking. He just kind of shakes his butt and walks upstairs. She does not hide this. She's just watching him go. She's a little drunk off wine at this mm-hmm. point, I think. Yep. You could follow him. Terry is uh, going to excuse herself and say, this has been a really great evening. <clears throat> but I'm 
grimy still from uh, all of our trips, and I would like a long soak and a bath. Sure, that makes sense. Well, go rest well. I'll see you all in the morning. Indeed. Good night. And she'll go inquire if there's a bath house. Mm-hmm. Uh, that dwarf is not up front, but uh, there's a different dwarf now. He gives you a key, and uh, this is your room. Mr. Head Chef. Yeah. I can't imagine you're at liberty to answer, but I'm compelled to ask anyhow. Absolutely. I can't help but notice that this establishment is catered to, at least in part, uh, visitors from the surface world. In part, yeah. That's the idea, is to get back in touch with uh, our trade routes and uh, build us back to a decent civilization again. That sounds fantastic, but the last update that we heard is that people aren't allowed to leave to the surface world. How are these dignitaries and visitors meant to come and go? He kind of uh, looks back. We're trapped here right now. So you want to get back in touch with the surface world by abducting whoever comes across? No, you understand. He kind of looks around. He's like, I'm not not privy to whatever the guards know, but the way is trapped. Ah, I see. So it's less a matter of policy and more a matter of physics. He kind of, he looks at you and he's like, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. easy enough. All we must do is clear the way. Well, that's something we're good at, isn't it, Matilda? Indeed. Clearing a path. Absolutely. But you didn't hear that information from me. No, not. we haven't heard it at all, frankly. You just helped me out, so I helped you out. Yeah. I'm much obliged. I don't know what information you even me. Well, good. if, uh, if that's it then, I imagine I will also, uh, retire for the evening. Hey, Victor, before you mm. do, um... Can I borrow your compass for a minute? <laughs> sure. Please don't get into any unrectifiable shenanigans. I will do my best. That's all I ask. Thank you. I like a corner has been turned between you and her's relationship. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it could be the wine. Well, Victor was never completely <laughs> scrupulous to begin with. I mean, he knew full and well what Grit Tough and stuff was up to and kept going anyway. <laughs> So. See, Victor has had a good meal, so he no longer hates existence quite so badly. <laughs> and by the nature of having less hate in his heart, he has less hate for Matilda. Mm-hmm. Besides, you know, and he he did uh, heal me in a fight, and was even sure. nice about it. It's he not is very that. And uh, I'll go get a key and head upstairs and attempt to get some rest. Platus <laughs> love comes back down. I realize I forgot my key. <laughs> It's a key. I like how, in my mind, Vladislav just started going up and was going to just pick a room. Like, oh. Yeah. Terry passes him on the stairs. Like, she's gathered. She has to take a second and gather all of her armor and things that she took mm-hmm. off. And she like, passes him. And she, Where do you. I thought you. You coming back down for a second pass. What's going on? I forgot the key. Oh, that helps. Oh, Mr. Head Chef, I know there's leftovers. This food doesn't keep well. So, if any of your staff or people want to uh, dig into what's left, you're more than welcome. They all look at each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> good, good, good. And basically leap to the table and just start going to town. How is uh, mm. how is Darendale? Is he in a food coma yet? Um, Darendale <laughs> is <laughs> in the corner just carrying like, him off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Darendale actually is curled up on that chair now okay. and just kind of snoring. Yeah, I thought he might be. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's exactly what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's still eating in his sleep. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. There's a little bit of uh, something dripping from his snout. It's it's kind of gross. Oh, yeah, that sounds nasty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sarah, how are you feeling? I, I've never in my life felt better. Good. And I mean that with all my heart. That's fantastic. Thank you for this moment. And he, and he's, he puts his hand on your shoulder. He's like, Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Want to take a walk? Yeah. Let's, Let's take go. a walk. Okay, whisper starts playing. I think it's probably more likely to be the Mission Impossible thing. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a mashup. <laughs> All right. So he starts, you guys uh, start walking just like outside or you start uh, just walking around in the, uh, in the hotel? Um, yeah, we're just going to, we're going to take a, a stroll through and kind of tour the hotel and it's various amenities or whatever. You know, like you do after a big meal when you're not at home. And Absolutely. Yeah, so you're doing around. that. There are a lot of, um, it seems like there's a, there are a lot of uh, 
um, antiquities here, yeah. like gnomish antiquities. This seems every bit like this place is being set up as a as a, a place of like foreign dignitaries to come and to see the the deep gnomish culture. Which is interesting considering the guards at the door. You know, so it's like here, come and visit. We have things in your size, but don't try to go out. So after we walk around for a bit, I'm gonna try to go out mm -hmm. through the front door. Um, when you go out the front door, you do mm -hmm. see the uh, there are two. There are still those two gnome gnome guards. Yeah. And uh, they kind of they kind of ready their hand uh, the hand crossbows and they kind of look at you. Mm -hmm. Or not kind of look at you. They look at you. And uh, and Sarah, and their eyes kind of go wide with Sarah, and they just kind of keep their hand crossbows out, but at their side. They mm -hmm. show you that they're not going to do anything unless you do something, essentially. Yeah. And the moment you walk out the doors, mm -hmm. um, they do follow you in plain sight. If you start walking around the street, oh. not hiding it. Clearly Always a step following. <laughs> they're clearly following, and then two gnome guards. Uh, are back at, uh, there were two other known, like, replacement guards that come up to the front, mm -hmm. front of the hotel after that. Just so these other guards can follow us around. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I want to take a look at the compass, but I don't want them to see me do it. So I guess it would have to be a pretty quick look. I just want to see kind of where it's pointing at this point, if it's pointing anywhere in particular. Yeah, what's um, the can sleight of hand? Can I try a sleight of hand? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Can you just turn a corner and look at it before they get into your field yeah, of vision? It's all going to be the sleight of hand. Yeah. It's all going to kind of be the stealth. Same stealth, stealth sort of thing. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I got this. They rolled a, um, they rolled a one mm -hmm. <laughs> against your what now? 26. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, describe to me how they, like, did you, like, pop into a, a corner? Because at this point, you can lose them if you want to. Yeah. Or, uh, whatever you'd like to do. You know, I don't really want to lose them because I don't want to make them suspicious. Mm -hmm. I just want to be out of their kind of line of sight for a minute. Mm -hmm. um, so, I'm going to kind of duck around the edge of the building and through a little bit of... I don't know, whatever underdark shrubbery or something they probably have. <laughs> the undershrub. Well, I imagine at least a, at least around the hotel they probably have some kind of landscaping. There's a uh, there's a side garden yeah. at, the, at the side of the hotel. Okay. And it, and it goes around the uh, the side and to the back area yeah. and basically it's a nice it's a nice uh, it's like a nice garden and friends nice and garden stuff. for an evening stroll kind mm -hmm. of thing, which is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Let's raise no suspicious alarms. Um, so I'm just gonna duck out of sight for a moment and take a look at the compass. Okay. And as you're doing that, and part of your role could be uh, could be that Sarah is like intentionally walking slower than you mm -hmm. and kind of um, and and using his body to kind of shadow what you're doing. Yeah. So that could be part of your role too. And they also trip good. on things. Okay. Know, yeah. Because they rolled a one. They're clumsy. We're stealthy. They are very clumsy and yeah. and really afraid. I think. Yeah. More than anything. Well, they're totally freaked out by Sarah. Oh, totally. Which is why it's great to have him along. <laughs> it's it's obviously screwing with them. Yeah. So, yeah, so you can look at it. Yeah. How would you like to look at it? Um, I just want to see if it's pointing in any particular direction right now as I'm holding it. Everywhere uh, you, everywhere you're walking, it uh -huh. keeps pointing back at the hotel. Back at the hotel. Okay. All right. Just curious. I'm going to tuck it away and continue the walk. Okay, sounds good. So, you know, and um, yeah, so I'll just stroll along with Seraph and we can uh, chat for a bit and go back inside. Absolutely. Turn in. Yeah. No. He tells you a few uh, tales of his people and some of his favorite things. He's a little chatty because he hasn't had uh, this kind of wine before. Yeah. This, this whatever... Is astral sea wine. Right. It's really, really strong. Yes, it is. So he's a lot more chatty than you've ever, ever seen. Oh, good. And he's uh, he's telling you tales of basically a horrible childhood, but for him, he's kind of thinking of it fondly. Right, because he doesn't know anything different. No, he, he remembers that. And one specific was uh, at one point his parents had uh, forced his brothers and him to fight to the death. Oh. And he was the one who survived. Ah. And he thinks of it fondly, like, I remember. Ah. Uh, All right. And I remember my 10th birthday beating. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. 
Wow. Because the house had set a uh, had set a limit on the amount of males that they could have. Oh, right. Yeah. In their stronghold. Yeah. Hmm. That sucks, dude. So they wanted the strongest of his brothers. Uh, the the parents wanted the strongest of the male children to uh, to survive that. What do you think is like a happy childhood memory? Uh, sure, I get it. No, I mean there's there's a there's a part of Matilda I think that can understand because so much of her upbringing was um, not militarized, but with a definite um, you know structure specific to. It's the something enclave. very close to military, though. Yeah. Um, because uh, I, and I will I would say that in part of your the red mage culture and, mm-hmm. and the way you went through and it's very. Your scholastics, but some of these, uh, like you mentioned, sports ball teams and things yeah. like that. Not only that, but some of the forced extracurriculum stuff. Right. Like, it can be deadly because yeah. the strongest survive in the red mage culture too. Yeah, there's a so there's, there's some, a lot of, there's a lot of um, commonalities there. You know, the physical training and um, battling and dueling and oh yeah, whatnot. You know, it's not like hey, fight to the death, but it's it, you might die when you're fighting. Well, and also so. uh, the higher, uh, in my mind, some of the higher academic uh, like uh, the scores you've gotten are yeah. also dictate how much like your ranking in society too. Right. So there's not just there's the backstabbing that really goes into yeah. the right age. Yeah. The, uh, the no, I, I know I have a test coming up with some mm-hmm. some of my uh, my fellow students. I have to like. Right. I have to do something about this. Yeah. If I can level the playing field somehow. Yeah. So I think that Absolutely. you two are having that whole like moment. Moment. We're having a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you were raised as a Sith, basically. So, oh, yeah. I, well, I mean... No, that's, that's fine. But <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Hey, it's not as bad as his upbringing. Just <laughs> throwing that out there. Morning time. Yeah, yeah. morning time sounds yeah, good. Yeah, I think good morning. We're... All right. There are no birds chirping. It is just the, uh, the drips of uh, water in the distance, perhaps coming off of stalactites and stalagmites <clears> and... <throat> things of that nature yeah we haven't really got any birds there are crickets there are weird noises but cave birds cave birds birds. that's right there are cave birds bats and uh there's also and you do hear the the low rumble and machinery too right well moralized by the previous evening's feast i will go downstairs and see what sorts of breakfast gnomes have to offer Mm. yes uh they have this bright kind of uh, almost somewhere between pink and an orangey egg style things going on. It looks like scrambled and uh, some form of meat with it. And that's hmm. what they're that's what they're uh, bringing out to you. I'll try it. And some cricket legs, giant cricket legs that are almost uh, they're like stacked almost buffet style at the uh, at a table. You know what I. I'm no stranger to crawdads. This is fine. I yeah. can work with this. It is their version of that. So it's nice and crispy. Okay. Meat's a bit tough, but I mean, pretty good. you know, seafood is just underwater bugs anyway. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm telling myself. Yeah. Last I walked down. Good morning, everyone. What day or time of good time? Yes, good time to you. It's well. morning. This is uh, that. I think those are eggs. Oh, uh, eggs of something. <clears throat> so it's breakfast. Please don't ask, because I don't want to know. It's okay. Uh, he'll you pull know. up with a plate and say, you mentioned something about this uh, coffee. Coffee, yes. Yes, I've not coffee, had coffee, that coffee. yet. Coffee. That's right, that's right. We uh, we put some out uh, yeah. last night, but never did get to make it. <clears throat> right. All right, I'm going to... Terry's coming downstairs to you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to slip back into the kitchen... Ignoring everybody. Ignoring everyone, right? <laughs> there are uh, actually some uh, some other patrons here now, um, and the gnomes are working. But they anything you tell them to do, they do it, and they get out of your way. They uh, happily this time, <laughs> and you see uh, at least from the the uh, the kitchen gnomes, the uh, the kitchen deep gnomes, they are they are actually smiling at you, and they are actually a little more jovial. Yep. Than the rest of their kind. Morning, Laris. Morning, Franco. <laughs> morning, Sousa. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> I'm just gonna go about making the coffee. And uh, as you're there, there's the chef who's uh, they talked to the, the night before, and he is mm-hmm. writing up a new menu right now. <laughs> just like 
pinning it like an author. Alright, once that's done, I'll come back with a pot of coffee and some mugs. Or the closest oh, equivalent as I can get. Thank you. Uh, my pleasure. What's this thing? Coffee. Do you not have coffee? No, I never meet no. We drink oh. hot tea. Oh, well, this is a mite different than that, but uh, give it a shot. Just not, not too much. You... Is it just black coffee? Oh, yeah. Oh, Terry takes a sip and... <laughs> oh, it'll, it'll get your horses moving. <clears throat> it's strong. That's right, it is. Oh, I'll take hers. <laughs> this is... No, um, I mean, it's strong, but... I feel, pe- I feel picky. Hmm. <laughs> Flat does love the energetic. Yeah, it'll get your tail swinging. Oh, look, look at that. That's <laughs> right. Do you want some more of mine? I just slide the coffee mug. Yes! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does it. Oh, but it's, it's good. Save some for me as uh, Eldiff slowly comes up the, uh, the spiral staircase. And there's a giant smile on her face. Well, well, well. I take it your night went well. <laughs> look who's decided to join us again. Yes and yes. And uh, she just sits down. It's like, what is this? <laughs> Would you like some coffee? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. Come on. And she's just drinking it. Just <laughs> guzzling it. It's good stuff. What's the plan for today, you lot? Well, we've got to talk to uh, those fellas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, door. Dorbo and Cini or something. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't quite cast the name, but that sounds about right. So we've got to talk to them, figure out uh, what sort of uh, arrangement we have to come to to get out of here and uh, perhaps uh, acquire that uh, other human. Mm -hmm. Do you really have to get involved in that? Well, he's obviously broken their laws, and he's here paying for his. But that's correct. But uh, it seems to be very monetarily related. So if uh, we could come to a legitimate financial arrangement, that's not uh, our debt to pay. Well, no, and I could frankly care less. But uh, Matilda has a personal interest in his situation. Why? Simply because he's another human. No. Sure. Y- sure. Yes. That's a lie. But I'm going with it. It's but a good frankly, as answer as any. And frankly, there's no harm in it if right. uh, if we come to a, an amicable arrangement with uh, with all the financial parties. There's really no harm. So I do, we don't know anything about him. Do you, I mean, to be fair, they didn't know much about me and you either. But they took us all. Nothing. Literally nothing. I literally went poof, and here I am. I don't see this human rushing to save any of our lives. He was chained to thing. He could not move. I'm just saying the circumstances of our arrangement are a bit different. You're jumping in wanting to save him from his own debts to society. I don't understand why you want to buy him off. Because he has a secret that she wants to know, and this is the price she's going to pay. I'm not one to talk of secrets, so do as you like. Oh, good. Terry, just glad that's decided. And don't worry, if at any point he becomes more trouble than he's worth, we'll just kill him. Good old-fashioned murder. I thought you were against murdering. I mean, depending on who you're murdering. Well, depending on who I'm murdering. You gotta give him a chance to surrender first, or something? Yeah, that's uh, that's generally the the thing. Okay. That was a, that was a hard lesson learned. Mutant cave babies involved, it was horrific. Yeah. Just, Parts of that fella just floating in that water. Yeah, what you uh, you 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 told me and uh, about that when we ran into the cave babies, because you were not pleased to see them again. No, uh, doubt I ever will. They are horrific beasts. I, I mean, they're kind of interesting, though. Yeah, well, I think there's. Could I think it's something a lot to be prefers not to think about. That's, uh, that's true. I shouldn't have brought it up. That's on me. But, uh, it's, uh, yes, we have, we have to talk to some gnomes. Okay. All right. Yeah, we yeah, need to, we, um, do we got to find, uh, what, what's, what's his name? Lindo. Uh, Lindo. Uh-huh. That's right. Lindo. So we can, uh, go down and ask the guards at the door? Yeah, just ask them. Hey, yeah. is, uh, is Lindo ready to take us for our meeting? You see one guard, uh, pull out a crystal of some sort. He starts punching some a series of uh, complicated like puzzles basically on it. He puts it to his ear and he goes, 
Ready? really got to get some some of those things. When Ready? Spawned, we'll put apps on those. Yes. Okay. Just just wait. He'll be here. All right. Okay. Sure. And a guard steps back. About thirty or so minutes go by, and then a a wagon comes up. And this is like the wagon, one of, almost like one of the wagons that you've uh, used. You guys were pulling earlier, um, with a couple of spiders in the front. But these look regal, like regal spiders. They're they're all they have nice things around them. You know, like nice like velvety. Like little capes around the yeah, carapace. Little capes around them, yeah. And the wagon itself is all very steampunk and bolts, but nice and shiny. And there's some crystals on the top of this, uh, on the top of this, this thing, of this wagon. And it's, it just looks gorgeous. Well, I must say, these are the fanciest spiders I've ever seen. Uh, they're still spiders, though. But they're all dressed up. Still spiders. It's like the people. There's a gnome base with a top hat and some goggles that's like, that has the reins for the spiders. He's just looking straight ahead. Out of the uh, door from this wagon co- opens up and there's Lindo there. Mm-hmm. And and he steps in. He's like, Dorbo and Cindy, we'll see you now. All right, let's go. It will be your escort. All right, <clears throat> haul the team in. All right, so everybody piles into the uh, wagon mm-hmm. and it starts going through the city of Lingenstone. There are all these patchworks of things that are built up really nice and a lot of ruins and then some things that are built up nice and some ruins. Mm-hmm. And occasionally you see, and you notice them first, Victor, um, you see ghosts. These are gnomish looking ghosts. Mm. And they are, they kind of walk by and they look over at your uh, at the wagon and they just kind of nod and kind of and kind of walk on. And there's some, there's just ghosts and no one seems to be paying them any attention. Definitely some ghosts around. Also, the most polite ghost I've ever seen. Truly is. Uh, That's weird. Gentleman's paradise. Yeah, Lindo says uh, those are our ancestors. We do not disturb them. They do not disturb us. Sometimes they get angry, but those are the ones we unfortunately have to have the priest take down. And, and it continues on. But at a certain point, the driver stops the wagon. You see a crowd gather on either sides, and people start screaming. And the wagon, the, the person says, the wagon says, Chief, we got, we got company. Chief looks out, and Victor, you see it before the chief even sees it. You see jelly start to form underneath the ground, and they come up. And they take a form of a cube. Hmm. You see three of them. Hmm. He goes, oh, not again. It's getting worse. Now it's in the city. Now, I don't want to overstep any bounds, but uh, is this something uh, you'd mind if we uh, took care of for you? Oh yeah, you you more than me. All right, who wants to fight some good old-fashioned gelatinous cubes? For it, sure. Don't, Pick me. Don't slash at them. There are other uh, smaller jellies and stuff that are actually in the crowds right now. That looks like guards are starting to fight, mm-hmm. and the chief comes out and he's actually starting to fight a couple of jellies that are, that are coming up near their wagon. But there are three gelatinous cubes that have now made their way towards you, and they are slowly just. Coming towards you slowly, so oh, yeah. slow. <laughs> All right. They are literally a cube uh-huh. that uh, sloshes around and that is gelatinous. And it's gelatinous. These three cubes do have bones in them. They have like a shield. One of them has a uh, like an, a, an entire human skeleton in it. Oh, that's a blessing. <laughs> they seem to uh, disintegrate <coughs> around as it's walking. If there's any kind of uh, if there's any kind of grass or anything like that, it's yeah. just eaten alive. Okay. But yeah, they eat what they absorb, so don't allow them to suck you in. Ah, right. Ranged attacks, then? Ranged attacks. All right. Uh, vulnerable to anything in particular? I don't know enough about them to know that for sure. Okay. Do I know anything about them? Yeah. Is it a well, the, uh, I know mad sorcerers like to keep them in the dungeons to keep everything clean. Oh, I might know something about them, then. <laughs> Yeah. History check? Sure. History check. Uh, 17? Here's what you know about gelatinous cubes. Oh, also roll me, because this would trigger something else, I think. Roll me a uh, insight check. Okay. Or else you Oh, my insight is poor. Okay. The history of gelatinous cubes. Yeah, they're favored of uh, even your red <laughs> mages always kept that um, the best way to keep a tidy dungeon mm-hmm. is to keep some gelatinous cubes around because it cleans everything up. But it also, um, 
but it's also a great deterrent for any nasties that would come into your domain. Okay. A lot of wizards use use it as a kind of a, uh, like a cleaning service if you only have like concrete or, <clears throat> or um, kind of bricks around that kind of thing. Clean up all the blood spill after torturing somebody kind of thing? <clears throat> yeah. Well, also just uh, any sort of like rodents get in there. Mm-hmm. They go ahead and eat all the rodents, oh, take care okay. of that. Yeah, it basically yeah. Mm-hmm. eats any organic matter. So it's uh, it's half cleaning service, half uh, self-defense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, Garbage trans. disposal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's everything you would know. So at this point, and you would know that gelatinous cubes are just kind of dumb moving objects. Okay. They don't team up. Yeah. Or anything like that. You just kind of capture one and hope for the best. All right. And how many are here? Three. Three. Why are there three? It's peculiar. All right. Well, roll initiative then, I suppose. So everybody roll initiative. (laughs) I go last. Oh. 23? Nine. 14. One. Now, these things are very slow moving, just to kind of paint the picture here. Okay. But uh, Matilda. Yeah. You have just remembered everything you knew about gelatinous cubes. Suddenly you're an expert because you had always thought, you know, one day when I get my wizard's domain. Yeah. I'd love to catch one of these things. Sure. All right. Um, I'm just uh, gonna try for a little, little firebolt. Okay. So the closest one that's kind of coming up to you, just kind of firebolt it? Yeah. Yeah. See what happens. I miss. What is that? I rolled a one. No firebolt. So it actually, yeah. it goes through its goop and just uh-huh. sizzles into its goop. So okay. Doesn't seem to slow it down. Yeah. Vlad is love. I will also uh, look at it and kind of <laughs> flick my hand out and a ball of fire appears and throw it out and it's also firebolt. Okay. Want to see how it affects it? Yeah, that's gonna probably hit. Um, be a twenty-two. Twenty-two, yes, hits. Okay, Let's see. Nine, fourteen, plus my charisma modifier is four. Eighteen points of damage. Mm-hmm. Fire the damage, and I'll also. You seem like whereas whereas hers kind of fizzled as as soon as it came <clears throat> uh, went through the the gelatinous part of the cube. Um, this one seems to have torn a little chunk away. And just... And it looks like it hurt it. Let's aim for the corner. Job. Yeah, I released it a little too early. It'll, it'll, it happens. <laughs> Overexcited. It's keys. And I'll speak, I'll, I'll be like, protect me. I'll kind of put my... Versa puts his, his uh, face over his shoulder and go, protect me. Really quickly, really quietly, and his shield will... Okay, so your animated shield that we haven't actually described it as much right yeah, now. So he, uh, uh, you have an animated shield that sits on your back that you can speak a word and it just kind of starts hovering around and protecting you, right? Yeah, basically okay. that's just nothing aside from it being an animated shield. It's just mm-hmm. a basic shield so I can use two hands. All right, I love it. Next is going to be Tiri. It's recent, uh, what is this? Unaligned ooze. I think it's an aberration. Aberration? Is it? Okay. Um. Is it not? It just says ooze. Oozes are their own thing now. Oh. Okay. But it's not like undead or fiendish or. Terry also is. Yeah, because the other ones would say elemental or aberration next to them. This just says ooze. I didn't know that oozes were their own thing. Oh, well, they may have always been their own thing. I could just be flat wrong. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, she's going to toss a firebolt at it. Everyone loves her firebolts. Mm-hmm. It's the crowd favorite. That's a natural twenty. All right. You crit. What do we know about crits? You roll. Uh, you roll your damage twice. Yeah. This is the one that Vladis Love took a chunk out of. Thirty points of fire damage. So Vladislav took a uh, a chunk out of it, and then uh, a, lo- a little piece of uh, chunk, and then uh, you do the same, the same yeah, thing. Yeah, grab my holy symbol of pillar and like a, a sun bright uh, fire Just goes through it, tears through it, and tears through like a, a hole in the center of it, just a big hole. And it starts to slowly trying to form itself back, but you can tell this really hurt, really hurt the humans. 
still snow creeping up on you. I'm gonna move back away from it. Okay. Dude, we were in a we were in a carriage thing, right? Yeah, you guys just hopped out of a carriage essentially when I'm thinking about this scene, just setting this up. Um, you guys just hopped out of the carriage, and I want to say, um, we're going to say 30 feet in front of you where these uh, where these oozes. That's where they're going to start. Because okay. it, ma- it matters. They are actually very slow moving. Can I use so. my mo- uh, movement then to just the, yeah. the carriage? Yeah, go for it. Just if it's in your imagination, point. we can do it. Yeah, I just want to get a better vantage point. All right, so you uh, you shoot the uh, ooze and uh, you shoot the uh, gelatinous cube. Mm-hmm. A huge chunk in the middle of it just explodes out, and then you race to the top of the carriage yeah. like a sniper. So each of these oozes creep up, and they double move to the point where they're right up on you guys, or at least whoever's, uh, if you just, they're at the they're at the wagon at this point, right up on you guys, they had to use, each one of them had to use double moves just to get there, and that is all their turn. Right in front of you is, are three oozes. One of these oozes, um, by the way, reforms itself, and there is a, uh, and it's green, and these are all, like two of them are blue, and one is like a green gelatinous cube, and the green one, reforms itself and you can see it like like making a shape of laughter and a little there's like a little gnome and he's just like laughing at you and pointing at you and you can't hear anything because it's a gelatinous cube it's just kind of slopping around or whatever and it just points right at victor and starts laughing and then it comes forms back up to the cube it's a bit of a horror scene for that and uh now it's victor's go Man, I, I just came here to talk, and I'm feeling so attacked right now. <laughs> I'm going to uh, cast Shield of Faith upon myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, wave my hands a little bit and uh, create a spectral blue sword right above that uh, green cube. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to pantomime swinging that sword down and chopping it right in its cubic face. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see how that goes for me. Not so bad. That's a 22 to AC. Hits. Excellent. And that's uh, six points of force damage. Alright. For simplicity's sake, we're gonna say this is the one that they've been they've been uh, attacking. Yeah, that's what I, I yeah. assumed. Yeah. And then I'm going to uh, to move back my my full movement so 30 feet back. Alright. 30 feet back. Mm-hmm. So you are now out of the range of it. Oh, but it was right next to you, so we'd get mm-hmm. a an attack of opportunity. Go for it. Nine does nothing to you. No, no, it does not. Yeah, so we're gonna say one was on you, one moved up next to Vlada's love, and one moved up next to uh, Matilda for simplicity's sake. How close are they to each other? Um, at this point, how close were you guys to each other? So there's like a line going on, basically, of you you guys. You guys are kind of in a line, except for um, Tiri, who got up on the top of the wagon, Mm -hmm. looking down at the party. And Victor, who bravely ran away. (laughs) And then Vladis... Victor went away. The uh, the, the, uh, cube attempted to, like, almost like a... Like, Jaws came out. Like a... Mm -hmm. Like like a... Like a gelatinous jaw tried to swipe at him. And didn't. Didn't work out. Okay. Victor too fast. Victor is not fast, but these are slower than Victor. <laughs> Victor too fast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Matilda. Okay, um, I would like to shift a step back. Okay. And I'm gonna cast Shatter. Okay. Um, just to the other side of this wall of <coughs> gelatinous cubes. Okay. Um, so that hopefully it hits the three of them. But stays out of our way because it's a it. ten foot radius. It. Yep. Um, so uh, basically, I just take a shift step back, right, mm-hmm. and pull my hands together, pull them out a little bit, and then slam them together like I'm clapping. Okay. And when that happens, a sudden loud ringing noise, painfully intense, uh, erupts from just behind the gelatinous cubes. And uh, each creature in a 10-foot radius sphere centered on that point must make a constitution saving throw. 
this is not going to work out for them. Oh, actually, they have really good nice con. Okay. So it is a 16. Okay. Um, my spell save is 15. So they have saved, which means they take half damage. Okay. All right. They all three save against it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, oh. 15, and then 15. Only good thing about a gelatinous cube is it's gone. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, total damage would be 22, so half that, 11 to each. Nice. They all take damage, and that's just a, it's like a thunderclap of just like of noise and force, basically. Yeah, so. and because they're jelly, it rattles them. Oh, yeah, so they're wiggling yeah. uncontrollably, <laughs> and you see some of the, like, uh, oh, some God. of the, yeah, they're just jiggling like like Jello at this yeah. point, and it seems like it's hurting them, especially mm-hmm. the uh, the green one. Yeah. Um, and as it does that, you actually see the gelatinous cube form back into this uh, form back into this little uh, this this gnome again. Mm-hmm. And this time he looks at you and he goes, and he's and he and he's pantomiming like like he's just making fun of you. Like he's just like na 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 He has a crown on his head. Oh, his you little shit. Mm-hmm. And it forms back up. Do you remember way back when you had one of those nightmares? Yeah. One of those nightmares uh-huh. involved a gnome on a, uh, uh, with a crown. Yeah. And you had the same nightmare, Victor. This was a couple sessions ago. Right. So many sessions ago. Many sessions ago. This is that, this seems like that gnome. And if you remember, this gnome almost looked like the gnomish version of like the Joker. Mm. But he had like a crown on. Yeah. yeah. And there was jellies around him everywhere. I'm gonna kill you, you little Slime. shithead. Oh no, it's the Jiggler Nightmare Gnome. Yeah. <laughs> Lad is love. He, he looks over, he, he, he looks at the uh, the jelly gnome mm-hmm. uh, mocking Matilda, mm-hmm. and he is going to cast Chill Touch Ooh. on the <clears throat> on the on the uh, key on the the green one. Okay. And that's the way that's going to form is a skeletal hand comes up, and you see them, Veleslov and the giant skeletal hand both flick it off at the same time before the hand slaps it. <laughs> I love it. it. Yeah, I love it. How do you do this? Uh, I don't. Uh, nine. Nine? Yeah. Uh, does nothing. Actually, I'm sorry. So, uh, yeah, you hit. Neat. All right, then it will take eight, 16 points of necrotic damage. Okay. And if, until the end of the turn, if it tries to heal for any reason, it can't. And I'll high-five my skeleton, my skeleton hand and then back up. There's not a whole lot left of this gelatinous cube. Um, what is left of it? Is uh, you do see this uh, gnome form up again and do the double um, fuck you gun uh, middle fingers and just like and kind of jump around. Okay, well then, fu- then no, 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 fuck you. As a bonus, I'm gonna convert one of my sorcery points to make another spell a bonus action, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna firebolt him in the face. Okay, that's gonna be a modified twenty. That will work. Fucking flick me off. Uh, 13 points of fire damage. It disintegrates into sizzling goop. If Vlazov just looks like this would, that's a Vladislav thought. That is love the sassy. Terry. Uh, how many? So we still have two, yeah? Yeah. So there's one right next to Vladislav to the gelatinous cubes. There's two gelatinous cubes. How close are they to? Um, they're like right next to the card. Yeah, they're point. right next to the card at this point. Can I, if they're right next to it, can I just like take the sword and just like stab downward melee attack? Are they tall enough? Yeah, they're ten feet tall. Right, so it'd be kind of level with the. Yeah, they're large. The card they're actually right next to it. I yeah. could, if it they're were solid, I could step onto it. They're large mm-hmm. creatures, and they are very tall creatures too. So yeah, I, I like it thematically. Anyways, I like I like the idea of it. Right. So, yeah. so I'm just gonna like she's gonna flip her sword around, take it overhead, stab it. Stab it. Okay. Um, Downward stabbing sword. Yeah, she's going to. Sword. That is a sixteen on the mm-hmm. side. Plus eight, so oh, a yeah. lot. You you hit. Okay. Um, Downward stabbing sword. Very, um, also hit. going to use uh, divine smite. Eighteen. 18. Uh, Eighteen for the first attack. Because I actually hit two attacks. I am keeping track. 
So you do an overhead stab down, and it seems like your sword just sears, your burning sword sears right in, and it starts it starts rippling with it itself and shaking violently nice. as you are just skewering it. And maybe from there you can regrip and just slice it upwards from the front. Slice it upwards, I like that. Yeah, because like just kind of mm-hmm. scooping it. Yeah, make the attack. Let's do it. Where did that's 11. 11? Okay. Well, it doesn't want to, but it takes it. I love that entire scene. So you you overhand slam down your sword. It starts sizzling. Then with both hands, you just grab it and slice it up. And this thing splits in two until in, in, up until the middle or whenever you, uh, you're able to reach it with the sword, that amount. Five feet of it is just now wiggling in two parts. Just wiggling. Some of the uh, bones and there's some like armor and something falls out of whatever you sliced open from the, within the, the cube. Nice. There we go now. So Victor bravely ran away away. Bravely ran away and took all of his action run as far back as possible. So nothing's close to you. Mm-hmm. Uh Vlad's love did not move and he did have one right next to you. Yeah, did. Shift back. Yeah. The one that's next to you is going to attempt to shift into your square. Shift, but move into your square slowly, trying to encase you in its gelatiny bullshit. The acid from it is starting to sizzle your skin. Roll me a dexterity saving throw. Uh, if he's within as it him. tries to engulf you. Are you within 10 feet of the Is that not like a roll to hit thing? That's your deck. Like, if, if it can move into your square, then you have to make this dex check. Because it's, it's, it's not an attack, it's an actually like it's engulfing your mm-hmm. your area. Alright. Uh, Are you within 10 feet of the carriage? I suppose so. Yeah, because the cubes are so. Right next to you, so you add two to whatever you roll. Cool. Or of protection. Yeah, I beat it. You beat it. Yep. So it attempts to swallow you, and your <clears> skin thematically starts to sizzle as the acid from within this cube is attempting to keep you alive. But uh, you're able to, however you want to, push yourself out of its out of its. Uh, I figure it, they're moving so slow. I just take a step back. Well, it's. Well, because it's a deck save, because he, if it was like a strength or con, then yeah, it would be more physical, but since the deck's like a magic, he just sort of slipped out of its grasp. Like, yeah, it like, tried nope. to eat your hand, nope. so that's its, it's technically its move action, to be able to move into your square, and it's going to attempt to now just take a swipe at you with a crit fail. So uh, it attempts to like you see this like almost like this uh, the T one thousand that has like the I'm just like doing a Neo Matrix dot. No, yeah. I said so, no. So it attempts to eat your arm and you just kind of move out of the way and then you you see it's like this almost like blade project out this gooey blade just like tries to hit you and it and it doesn't work. Yeah, goo blade. Goo blade. Matilda, same thing for you. Okay. The blue, uh... It's creeping in? It's creeping in. Okay. So roll me a dex check. Happily. Of course, it's trying to dex check my own dexty people. Pretty low. Six. Plus... What's my dex? Five. Jesus. Six, Twelve, thirteen. Thirteen. Shit! <laughs> wow. You have a five nice. to your mod? Beat it. Twelve. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all dex. Well, no, you Dexing also got that uh, legendary. That's rope. true. Yeah, oh, that uh, boosted your uh, yep. dex. Jesus, nimbly bimbly. Yeah. Indeed. It was a legendary rope. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Th- yeah. Those two still She's have not artifact items. Oh yeah. The entire yeah. game. So. Yeah, just have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't forget, you have a, a grappling hook too. I do. I do. In fact, I, I think I would like to use that. Because <laughs> it's super fun. Anyways, uh, it's gonna now do the same thing. Where it. Att- <laughs> and it does a crit fail again. So another like blade comes out and just yeah, okay. And nothing. Yeah. Uh, Victor, since this thing yeah. has she, she fought against uh, in sword fights her entire life for a very survival and prestige. One little goo blade isn't gonna do shit. The goop, the, this like... is basically back to training. Oh okay. You may have trained with something like this in your uh, in yeah. your red mage days. Like this was a. Like it's not. It's like oh, that's, it's right. so slow. Yeah, it's, it's really slow. Yeah. Okay. Um, Victor, you have a about to be your go, but because you have such a high perception, and this the one that the uh, the blue guy that just shink at uh, her, mm-hmm. um, you notice within it, and now it's up close, and you can see there is a shiny, 
shot. There's an entire skeleton within this uh, within this uh, cube, but there's also a shiny staff, and you also see a medallion, a Mistport cleric medallion, that is trailing, and it's in the goop. Man, us Mistportians get everywhere. Um, you also see this, the accent. <laughs> this is a very um, this is a very modern crest from from now time. Oh. You would uh, understand this may be some kind of special ops team type, okay. type thing. Oh, like one of the parties we were sending down when all this started? Gotcha. Okay. Something like that, but you, you won't know until you kill this. Sure, party. sure. Anyways, it's your turn. Now, one of those had been uh, freshly sliced in almost twain, right? Yeah, we're going to say that that was yours, the one you're looking at, right? right yours. The, the one that was... Uh, Shink on um, on Matilda. Okay. Well, I am going to uh, spin around from my uh, strategic uh, advance to the rear and uh, uh, look at that uh, look at that cube. Raise my fist in the air. Pull it down as a uh, a beam of holy fire descends upon that cube. Never gets old. Never, Never gets, gets old. old. It starts cooking. But let me let's see if it really right. starts cooking. Yeah. Yeah. It yep. starts cooking. It starts cooking. And How much roll that cook? damage. Seven points on that. Okay. And uh, then with the other hand, I'm going to uh, to mime grasping my uh, spiritual weapon and slice it over and uh, see if I can continue down that cleave in the middle to see mm. if I can get it all the way in half. Works. Oh, definitely a hit for ten points of force damage. All right. It takes it. It's not looking too hot. It's actually your... The holy fire is now cooking the ends, and it's all getting crispy around the ends, and parts of it are starting to flake off. We deep fry everything. We deep fry everything. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Matilda. Okay. Um, so you, that uh, one's not looking so hot, right? Yeah, the one that's right in front of you, he is now deep frying, and you're seeing shiny, shiny objects in the whole skeleton within this, uh, mm. this gelatinous cube. Yeah, I like shiny things. All right, I'm um, probably gonna have to shift back again, I expect, because mm -hmm. it's gotten all up close on me. And um, I'm just gonna try for Firebolt again. All right, and so it's gonna be 14 plus seven. I think that's gonna hit. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just gonna form a little ball of fire in my hand and throw it at this already Frying, sizzling, sizzling thing. Blob, mm -hmm. and it will do. That's the wrong one. Seven points of damage. Yeah, it's starting to melt away. Still up, but starting to melt away. Mm. Vlad is love. All right. First of all, I'm backing up out of their range. Okay. So if take you an attack, take, go ahead, take an attack of opportunity if you need to. All right. So that would be an eleven. That will not hit. I don't know why I'm rolling so low? But <clears throat> fuck you, Vlad is, Vlad is love. That I hate you. And go. Cool. As as from the from the cube's perspective. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, the cube has that complex of emotion. Absolutely. So I was gonna look at that cube, look at uh where it's been split in half, or almost split in half. And I was gonna hold my hand out like this and cast fireball. Like what? Like what? So I'm hold my hand out like just hold it out like stop, and then a fireball comes out of it, aimed okay. at the split. So like a beam of fire, just kind of. That's more like a scorching ray. This is more of a, yeah, it was more of a bolt of fire. Okay. Fifteen. Fifteen hits. Er, True. Yeah. Right. Nine plus. Uh, I'm gonna use a social point to re-roll that for another nine. Eighteen plus my charisma. It's twenty-three. Twenty-three points of damage. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that you guys have all been teaming up on. Mm-hmm. It melts down into the ground. The only thing that's left cooking is a uh, as a medallion and a uh, and a staff a glowing staff cool and so we just have the one cube left you have one cube left all right at this point at, at this point if we just stay at the range just pop up yeah there's, there's no reason for it to ever try to hit us again nope. right now. <laughs> one left and then we can see where the shiny loot is mm -hmm. 
Now, if Yay. you want to, because I know that's what you're going to do, uh -huh. we can go ahead and end this and say that you guys, that uh, now you're at range, because there's literally no way at this point if you yeah, just keep out of range. That's why I brought that up. <laughs> so there's no sense in going through the rounds and whatever to do that. Okay. So thematically, you guys all just start uh, hammering it at the same time with ranged attacks, like a skillful tactical team. Oh, look at us <laughs> being a team. So the fan said no thanks to a lack of a song at the end of a show. Got Twitter spanked, which made James Diamond think. Got upset, then drank with cosplay skanks. Got a little rowdy, caused a stank. Should've cast blank, but wit's too slow cause of all the drink. Cast in large, but miscast drink. Embarrassed him, but still had game. Sorry girl, didn't catch your name. Sunny D and something fizzy. You know I'm a gentleman with ginger hair. Rolling dice, try not to stare. Damn girl, hate to kick you out. But North by Northwest needs a shout. Don't act so surprised. We ride or die with them dice. Dress them stories up nice. Diddle the fans once or twice. Have you met us? We entice. Catching all the honeys with fly. Know where epic levels slide. You like vibes? We got vibes. You want fries? Let's order fries. You like pies? Then you need to try. Sweet style pie. Food and dagger. Food and dagger.